0: have ordered a complete internal investigation into the incident to review potential policy violations and deputy hill is placed on administrative leave effective immediately we have an obligation to enter an intersection only when it is safe to do so that is the bottom line
1: this is uh sheriff chip simmons who of course is the former uh, chief of police of the city of pensacola before he was with the county he went from the police to the county, uh, and then he eventually went on to be, you know, as sheriff elected as he is right now. And um he was talking about this terrible incident that happened yesterday at W Street in Brent where a van traveling southbound carrying a citizen not wearing a seatbelt ran into a scammy kind of sheriff's vehicle deputy going eastbound with lights and sirens on. And you know, the van ran into the sheriff's vehicle Uh, somewhat hurting the sheriff's deputy and killing, ejecting the man from the van. And it's awful. And the sheriff yesterday had a press conference talking about how, look, their obligation, whenever they enter an intersection, is to make sure the intersection is clear and safe to enter, even with the lights and sirens on. So they're investigating to see if this is a violation of policy or not. And uh, we have joining us now, we have Mike Wood. He's the public information officer for the Pensacola Police Department. Mike, (laughs) welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Good morning. Good morning. Um, obviously, I'm not going to ask you to comment on the specifics of this case. Uh, that'd be inappropriate since they're still doing the investigation. I just thought maybe it'd be worth talking for a minute about PPD's policy on chases, if that policy has changed at all in light of the um, the increase in car thefts and thefts, car thefts being used for serious crimes, which is why the sheriff told us earlier this week that they have actually – um, increased their willingness to engage in chase pursuits of stolen vehicles for exactly that reason. So just maybe talk a little bit about um, what PPD does now and how that policy has evolved over the years.
0: Well, it's been the same for many years now. We're not going to uh, pursue a vehicle any time that there's a dangerous situation, such as like in the daytime. Like right now, we would have to, it would have to be a very severe, a violent crime, an, a situation to where if we didn't stop that person immediately, someone right. else could lose their life. Uh, but it's different uh, in the, it, during the night when there's no traffic or less traffic, and this is a call that has to be made by the officer. Uh, he knows how fast he's going or the vehicle in front of him that's trying to elude him is going. He can he knows the road conditions, the weather conditions, and also it's a decision made by the uh, supervisor that's in charge.
1: Yeah, so they um, – I, I still don't know in this particular case whether he was – just responding to a stolen vehicle call or whether he was actually pursuing a stolen vehicle suspect or not but we'll find out i'm sure eventually but in case as you say you can't just decide to engage in a chase on your own initiative as a deputy you have to ask for permission from like a lieutenant right
0: well you can go ahead and initiate the traffic stop and then if the vehicle flees you get on the radio and say the vehicle is fleeing in what direction and about uh, you know, about approximate speed that they're going, and then the decision is made within a second or two whether to engage that vehicle or um, cancel the pursuit.
1: But, but, like, you know, you've been involved in pursuits, I assume. Uh, I know you've been involved in, you know, lights on, sirens on, running and having to enter intersections. I, I imagine that is a scary thing every single time precisely because you never know.
0: It, it is, and I have been, and it's something that you've got to think about Um, You know, not only the person that you're chasing and innocent people, but you've got to think about yourself and your family, and you have to decide, is this worth it or not? Because I can tell you, I've been a police officer for a very long time, and I am also a father. Uh, You know, and and if something would happen to my family because they got hit by a police car, I'm going to be very concerned, and just like anybody else would be. So these are situations that can become very dangerous. Uh, Unfortunately, sometimes uh, they have to be done under certain situations. Police work is not always pretty. It gets ugly very quickly, and that's something that we try to avoid as uh, as much as possible through lots of training. It's like the sheriff mentioned yesterday. They go through a ton of training on these type scenarios, as does all law enforcement agencies.
1: Right, absolutely right and and I, I had the same thought I thought you know well this could have happened to my wife I mean then again she always wears her seat belt which was not you know, which wasn't certainly a factor in this particular incident but I just think of you know I'm a citizen just going through a green light thinking nothing of it and then all of a sudden you know I mean, a cop runs a red light in front of me, even if sight on, lights on, justified, that's still the kind of reaction you'd have as a citizen. Um, and, I, you know, and I've we've had many conversations about chase policy for the city of Pensacola. And it's interesting, I'd never thought much about how daytime is more risky precisely because people are up and about. Kids are likely to be out, whereas on a major street like Brenton W., uh, at night, you know, early in the morning, it's less likely that you're going to have sort of, you know, strays in that sort. But you still have the risk of traffic. Um, anything has happened uh, over the last week? I don't have anything on my radar that was a big event. Anything happened from your perspective?
0: No, we didn't. You know, over New Year's Eve, we were kind of concerned about, we're always concerned about New Year's Eve with uh, DUIs and things like that, and we didn't have an overabundance of that. And, and I think Spotter only picked up between 8 and 10 shots uh no injuries involved and you know that's a that's a silly it's a stupid thing to do is what it is firing a gun up in the air uh for celebratory reasons because that round has to come down somewhere and it comes down with a tremendous amount of velocity uh can do a lot of damage it can kill uh you know rounds have been seen going through the roofs of homes and ended up in bedrooms before so uh it's very irresponsible but like I said no injuries and uh we were we were glad to be able to say that
1: how did uh, how did shotspotter perform on new year's eve did it did it pick up a lot of stuff did it It doesn't tell you when it's not telling you what it's hearing, right? Like, it wouldn't tell you firecracker, firecracker, firecracker. It just doesn't report it because it's not a report that, you know, uh, to use the word the other way, that falls within its parameters for a gunshot, right?
0: Yeah, I need to check and see if there was any confusion between shots and and fireworks. A lot of times we're not able to... To figure that out, if we didn't find any shell casings, that doesn't necessarily mean it was fireworks. So, right. um, shot spotter is a very good good system that that usually will determine the difference between a, a fireworks, a car backfiring, and things of that nature.
1: Uh, we're still waiting on what final authorization from City Council, and then we're going to have to order parts and then install parts. So it's not going to be right away, right?
0: No, our target is, is is springtime.
1: Got it. Okay. Uh,
0: to right. get that up and running if everything goes through.
1: All right. Yeah, it, right. It, of course. The city council has to authorize it before anything else can be done. Fair enough. Uh, we always like to end with a, a, a did you know or a cop myth. Do you have one for me this week?
0: Yeah, this has to do with emergency lights on police cars. You know, why did they, why do we pick blue? Why do we pick red? Somebody, some of them are just blue. Uh, but in Florida, it's never going to be red. In Florida, law enforcement agencies must display blue lights under Chapter 316, and, and unlike yellow and green, which are colors we always see in our surroundings, blue can easier be spotted during daylight hours. Uh, red and blue lights together are highly visible and easily distinguishable from one another, uh, but there's also been some studies that suggest that red lights will are seen easier in bright, on bright sunny days, and blue is seen and goes further at night. So. Um, oh uh, and also in Florida, there's no blue lights can be displayed anywhere on a civilian or a privately owned vehicle hmm. and a um a very popular rideshare company made and handed out to their drivers a light that goes into the windshield that has their logo on it that is blue. Mm. Uh, These lights are very, are illegal in Florida. And, you know, if we, if if any Uber drivers or Lyft drivers or anybody else is listening to this that has a blue light in their windshield with the logo on it, uh, if an officer sees that, that's illegal and you can, you can be fined for that. So uh, in some states it's legal, you know, like in Arizona and uh, New Mexico there are blue lights on tow trucks and road construction vehicles but in Florida blue lights are for for law enforcement only
1: so in Florida blue lights are always law enforcement or an illegal uber or or the Kmart car no. well, I'm not
0: familiar with the Kmart car but well you know they I'll have that they, they have it. that special ah okay I missed that one Boy, I deserve
1: that response yeah. Wow, I hundred yeah. percent deserve that response. All right, um, Mike, Mike, what is the public information officer? What's that?
0: You got me. Yeah. I, there was another term I heard earlier this morning on the show that I couldn't figure out what that was either. So I'm, it's, it's, it's going to be one of those. Oh, the, the
1: abrosexual <laughs> for people, for people yeah, who, yeah, were, I don't. Yeah, it's um, this is, for people who weren't listening, by the way, we got the best text in on that. That's somebody who their sexual orientation fluctuates, so they go back and forth from being straight to being gay to being bi to being all these different things. Apparently, that's all within the realm. And I got the best text in on that. Somebody said that um, this issue was addressed decades ago in a Mounds Almond Joy ad. Sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't. <laughs> well... <laughs>
0: You know, fortunately for for law enforcement officers, we don't get involved in any of that stuff, and I'm glad of it. I'm Uh. also glad you
1: do not. Mike Wood is the public information officer for PPD. Um, Mike, thank you so much, and I'm so sorry, but we'll talk to you next week. Thank you.